Welcome to the Allegory of Spots podcast series. Thank you for joining. In each episode, we introduce a new spot. We talk about how spots hinder our progression mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and how to overcome any spot that may be holding you back. As you begin to move and apply the things you learn, you will start to see weaknesses become strengths. You will begin to see and feel greater light come into your life. You are listening to The Allegory of Spots, and I am Holly. In 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 to 4, we are taught this. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Does that sound like the days we're living in? It sounds pretty familiar to me. And it describes the way that a lot of people are living, and that is with hard hearts. And this spot is about being hard-hearted. I read about an organization called Homeboy Industries. It's a youth program that was founded in 1992 by Father Greg Boyle, following the work of the Christian-based community at the Dolores Mission Church in Los Angeles, California. It happens to be the largest gang rehabilitation and re-entry program in the world. Their mission is to provide hope and training and support to former gang members involved in previously incarcerated people. It allows them to direct their lives in a different way, becoming contributing members to their community. Why would a priest start an organization like this? Well, in 1988, Father Greg Boyle received his first assignment after seminary. And he was assigned to be the parish priest of this Dolores Mission Church. And if L.A. was considered the gang capital of the world at the time, then the Boyle Heights was the gang capital of the gang capital. Every other block in this neighborhood was controlled by a different gang. He quickly realized that to be a witness of God's love and to do any good, to help out in any way, he had to do more than just get caught up in these gangs and just preside over at their funerals. And after just a few months on the job, he had already presided over scores of funerals. So this is what he did. He hopped on his huffy bike and rode from gang to gang, trying to hammer out peace treaties between them. He was ultimately successful and carried a lot of street credibility. And in the process, the gangbanger started hanging out at his church at all hours of the day and night. He got to know these young men, and what he came to realize is that most of them didn't want to be in a gang. Rather, they saw the gangs as the only way to improve their economic situation. The problem was, however, that when they finally decided that they wanted out of these gangs, they were so tatted, and had a rap sheet so long that no sane business owner would hire them. 
So out of love for these young men, he started a tattoo removal service right there on the church grounds. Then he started talking to the managers of the factories in the neighborhood to see if they'd be willing to hire them. While they agreed with Father Boyle philosophically to the premise, no job offers came. Nothing materialized in that way. So Father Boyle took matters into his own hands and against the advice he had received, he started a bakery, staffed entirely by ex-gang members. Much to the chagrin of the naysayers, the enterprise was an instant success, and word began to spread through the gang community, and soon there were more requests for jobs than there were openings. Father Boyle had a response. He expanded into a silk screening shop, and then a janitorial business, and then a cafe, again staffed entirely by ex-gang members. So what does the story of Homeboy Industries have to teach us about God's love? It would certainly still be interesting seeing the way the transformative love of God was shared by Father Boyle with others has much to teach us. In 2005, Lara Bush went to see what all the fuss was about. She toured the silk screening shop, the bakery, and was duly impressed. Several months after she returned to Washington, her staffers reached out to Father Boyle with an invitation to speak at the conference and attend a banquet at the White House. The staffers also invited Father Boyle to bring with him three of the homies he worked with. Father Boyle chose young men whom he had worked with for years. In his own words, he said, If you had put out a casting call for homies, these are the guys who would show up. All big, scary-looking guys, about six feet tall and a couple of hundred pounds each, tatted, chains, baggy pants, the whole nine yards. But as for intimidating as they may have looked from the outside, all three had hearts of gold. Isn't it interesting how one person, a father boil, can reach out and love and change a hard heart change behavior, change the whole direction of one's life. In Ezekiel 36, 26, we learn this, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. You know, similar programs to this homies group have sprung up all over in many different communities. In my own area, there's one that has helped substance abusers and those with criminal records change their hearts by becoming good citizens and helpers in their community. The Red Barn Academy organized a moving company and a restaurant and a construction company. Another one called The Other Side operates a thrift shop and a warehouse and a storage operation. You can change too. If your heart has been hard and you haven't cared about others or anybody else, you can remove the hardness around your heart by repenting and choosing a new way to live, a new way to love and become free from a hard heart and be full of love once again. Repent of this spot. Repent of this sin. 
and change. We hope that you've heard the Spirit or felt the Spirit of God urging you to cleanse your life as you've listened to the various spots in the podcast series. There are a few easy steps to remove the spots from your life. The process isn't hard, and once mastered, you will use the process over and over again, going deeper into your soul to be clean and spotless. The first step is to start by making a comprehensive list of all the things in your life you need to get rid of, repent of, or be healed from. You will know your list is complete when you feel you have included all the items that come to mind. The next or second step is to take an inventory of what you're feeding your spirit, because what you feed your spirit is what feeds your flesh. Your body will follow your spirit, so feed your spirit what you want to become. Third, you've identified the spots. Now let's get rid of them or cast them off. Here's how you do that. Present your list to God through prayer. Ask Him for help. As you pray, ask God to remove your spots to literally take them from you. Remember, it gets easier. You may have heard this teaching by David O. McKay in one of the previous episodes. Your weakest point will be the point at which Satan tries to tempt you and will try to win you. And if you've made it weak before you have undertaken to serve the Lord, he will add to that weakness. Resist him and you will gain in strength. He will tempt you in another point. Resist him and he becomes weaker and you become stronger. Ask God to remove and offload all your burdens, stresses, and concerns. Stop trying to carry them alone. They weren't meant for you to carry. It'll only bring you continued suffering, poor health, and distress to carry them. The last or fourth step. Once you've finished steps one to three, start the process again. Only this time, you're going to travel a little deeper into your soul searching out even the smallest of spots you might have overlooked or not even recognized. Ask God to reveal them. He has a way of bringing them to the surface so that you'll see them. This is truly a personal experience with you and God as He helps you in the cleansing process. And finally, continue these steps until you've completely cleansed yourself of any and all spots. Then move forward by using the atonement of Jesus Christ each and every day to keep yourself unspotted.